and welcome to Cinema Spectator, a show where an expert and a casual movie fan watch movies in the cinematic canon. Today's film is West Side Story, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring uh, Ansel Elgort and Rachel Zegler. My name is Cameron Tuttle, and I'm joined with Isaac Ransom. Isaac, how are you doing? Good. Happy uh, Christmas, holiday, whatever you celebrated. We're ready for 2021 to be over. Cameron could not go through this year without talking about this film. So you're welcome if you saw it. Most people didn't, but yeah, no, tr- true. I mean, we'll 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 t- we'll talk about that. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, you said that very Britishly, but Happy Christmas. Um, there we and, go. <laughs> um, yeah, we're we're recording on the 26th today and in person too. So. Um, you know, it feels, it feels special. It feels it's, like a holiday edition. Oh you know? yeah. Cameron and I have been hanging out the day after Christmas, went to the theaters together. Yeah. I just want to say Cameron, for someone that knows a lot about movies, you should know better to I go mean, at right after Christmas. I mean, I, I should know better. Well, that, that's the thing too, is we never do that. My family does not go to the theaters after Christmas. Oh, me neither. So, me neither. so it's, it's not like I should know better. I mean, I guess I should, but, um, yeah, no, it. I mean, I, I just never go. But, but the idea, like, because I was like, hey, what are we gonna do for cam- for tickets, right? And Cameron was like, oh, we'll just figure it out when we get there. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know about that, Cameron. Like, we should at least check if there's a signed seat or something. So the show we originally had planned, it was like we were all gonna have to sit separate. Every seat was taken, which is probably good for this film, right? Yeah. But we ended up yeah. having to push it back, and we got. Pretty decent seats. You know. I, I actually like the seats that we got. Um, it, it was definitely in the front, and so I was worried about that. But the theater we went to has recliners, which is yeah. awesome. That's, yes, that's like that's that's luxury. I'm gonna lay down. I'm just gonna lay down the law right now. <laughs> Cinemark over AMC. Don't don't I, at I me. Like, yeah, I agree. Like I agree. They've got it figured out. At least the, in California, this area. You know, the only problem is usually they don't have like the big big theaters. Usually they're a yeah. little smaller. Um, it it, de- it definitely depends though. Um, but yeah, this one was like a cinema arts, so it's it's showing like smaller movies usually. Yeah. Um, though I mean, everybody's showing Spider Man, and everybody's like <laughs> got like a bajillion <laughs> times to see Spider Man. I, I just you know, our our we did a recap of twenty four one earlier, mm-hmm. and Spider Man, Matrix, those movies weren't out, and we talked a little bit about their releases. But yeah. looking back on 2021, like, I guess in a financial manner, which Cameron prepared some numbers, it wasn't looking that good. And yeah. then we had Spider-Man to just destroy that episode's validity. I mean, we did address it a little bit, but it, it's kind of funny how unbelievably well Spider-Man's doing. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's true. And and honestly, good because, um, like, I, you know, I, you guys know I'm not, like, a particularly good big spider-man fan necessarily like i never i just you know it wasn't it wasn't like my thing um too much i i you know i actually really liked the cartoon uh, growing up but um for the most part like i don't know spider-man just you know it was it was not really a thing for me um and uh so but you know regardless i am happy that it's doing very well i'm happy that we're seeing like pre-covid numbers for um, for a movie in theater, you know, and and like it had a bigger box office weekend than uh, Endgame, I think. So like like good stuff, good stuff all around. I just I just had a terrible idea because we're in person, Cameron. We're recording in my room. Yeah, like we used to do. Everything comes from something. Um, there's like an old box, probably covered in dust, underneath my bed. I guarantee I probably have at least four Spider-Man action figures. But when you're talking about, <laughs> you're like, you're probably you're saying like, oh, I'm not a very big Spider-Man fan. I was like, I kind of want to prove right now, just on air. Like, I just want to <laughs> dig through that box and find my Spider-Man figure. Because I'm pretty sure I had a lot of Spider-Man 3 toys. I got this mm. toy 
that was like Sandman, but he was like three feet tall and it was like construction site. <laughs> uh, like the final battle, you had like a bunch of different action figures. I just thought it was so cool. And then one day that 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 play set went missing. I don't wow. know what happened to it. But, yeah. <laughs> um, that was a cool set. I, I mm, mean, mm. I was definitely a Lego guy over the action figure thing, but that one I remember. Yeah. Some GI Joe, kind of GI Joe size Spider Man. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was cool. Um, not to derail everything, which yeah, know. we had a we had a bunch of Star Wars figures, um, but it was mainly Legos and Star yeah. Wars figures for us. Well, we were um, just, re- <laughs> I mean, just to go on a tangent <laughs> further, we were just uh, recalling the design of Lego figures because I have a couple of Legos on my shelf. Uh, some older ones and some newer ones. And Cameron's like, man, old Lego Boba Fett, that's where it's at, you know, with like the yeah. black head. And he has like that thing that has the backpack and the helmet attached on the same piece. And so we were comparing some of those figures earlier. Yeah, I got, you know, this is, this is my child child bedroom, <laughs> childhood bedroom. So, I mean, it's, you know, not to, I mean, this year's coming up, big things are changing. I'm probably... This is one of my last months in this room. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a big change. I'm probably moving out late January. Nice. Place. nice. Fingers crossed, you know. Yeah. Hoping no, I mean, I will, we'll have a move in celebration. Oh we'll yeah. Hang out. It'll be fun. Hopefully the apartment will be good for video. It yeah. Probably that won't w- be. That would be but... cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, we'll see. Um, it'll, it'll be good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we're talking about toys because did Christmas, your stomach you know? just growl? Super? I know. Yeah, I was you, like, "What was that?" That was a uh, yeah. That was my stomach growling. I thought you know? the scarlet di- pit came alive behind <laughs> up on that Lego show. Just huh? digesting. Like, it probably wasn't even picked up, so you know, you could have just <laughs> left it alone. But I was watching uh, <laughs> your mind comprehend if you were going to address that, or not. and I was like, "I will. I'll do it." You know. Um, it, well, yeah, we we're, I'm just digesting some some pokey, and you know, we're yeah, we're settling in. It know? just makes me now think about all. All the episodes we recorded online, like how often was your stomach making sound? You know, I don't know if I can handle this. You, you know? never know. You never know. It just speaks sometimes your to stomach you. just ha- it just happens. You it's know? got a mind of its own. It well, does. how was your holiday, Cameron? It was good. Um, it was good. Yeah, I uh, had a good time. I always um, come down and hang out with my family, and um, you know, spend usually le- that whole week um, if I can, or you know, as much as I uh, as I can uh, down here in San Jose. So. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it's been, it's been good. Um, watch anything good. Uh, yeah, well, um, actually me and Kiana, uh, did go down to, um, central coast for a bit, um, mm-hmm. just as a little, um, hangout vacation. Um, and we watched, we watched waves, um, oh. and she, uh, she really, she really liked it. Let's say, oh, <laughs> really, really liked wow. it a lot. Um, and it was pretty devastating. Yes. <laughs> for again. <laughs> so, you know. It is very I, I do feel like that first half it wins the audience over really well. Yeah. Um, what did she think of the second half? Because I feel like that's kind of Well, I'll just say that we you know, we were we were having a little emotional moment for oh. like thirty minutes afterwards. So, you know. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I think she connected with it. That's it, good. I'll say. That's really good. Yeah, yeah no. Uh one of the best movies I've seen this year. Yeah. For sure. Did it come out this year? It was 2019. Yeah. But one of the best in the past, you know, couple of years for sure. Who knows with the COVID? I mean, it feels like these years are just blending together in this <sighs> yeah, strange, it's, it's frozen very true. state. It's very true. I feel like for me, you know, mentioning movie now, breaking through, like for me, that's going to be like a big severing moment for that, for that period of time in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to mention? I can, I can roll into something I saw it has to do with memory closing, you know? Um, 
Well, we uh, we also watched, we finished this season of Succession, um, which is great. Uh, and then, yeah, I saw you last week for The Last Duel. So um, I think that's all. I think that's all we've, I've been watching. So Yeah, now I feel like we have to put on the movie. That was actually so fun when we recorded in person. It was nice. With, yeah. uh, what was it? Uh, I keep calling it Night's Tale, but that's the not Oh my gosh, what's wrong with us? Uh, the Joker guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I said Jared Leto. <laughs> I said Hayden Christensen. <laughs> um, it's the uh, now, I would certainly like to. Now we're now we're having just a bad brain fart moment because we can't think of Heath the, Ledger. The, the that's Heath what it is. Ledger moment. Yeah, Heath Ledger. <laughs> uh, not a Heath Ledger moment. Hopefully, it's, yeah. No, hopefully but, uh, not. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, we didn't watch uh, Night's Tale, which I do like. Um, we watched The, the Last, Last Duel. Duel. Um, but when we reviewed it, as we mentioned, we had the movie on in the background. I think, I don't know, I'm for that. Um, maybe I gotta, cool. I gotta get a TV screen wherever we're reviewing. That's... Yeah, I because um, I, I don't do it when we're recording, but I could put it on my TV that I have next to me. Um, yeah. Although it is like kind of in frame, so it'll be like moving. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things I noticed, I mean, I, it definitely is distracting. Yeah. I, I will say sure. it is distracting. Yeah. But for that uh, that vibe, it was just right. It's definitely a commentary track thing. Yeah. I think oh, that's yeah. probably a, a more fitting. My thought is like maybe what you can do, the ultimate commentary track laziness. This is just a content creator spewing. Is you could put the you could put the movie on and then have a mirror behind you guys. So that you could do one shot with the movie <laughs> in reverse, so you're not copyright striked. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there we go. That's the that's solution. A that's a great. That's a great solution. I've I been like seeing that. weird people stream on TikTok, uh, like Call of Duty, mm. and it's very weird because they'll like stream their iPhone into a mirror onto the screen. It's I. It's hmm. very confusing. I'm not entirely sure why they do it that way. I think it has to do with like, oh, it's because they can see their face. And the screen at the same time, but they mm -hmm. don't have like a switcher or something. So, mm. anyways, I watched a Matrix Resurrections. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Who knows? Um, thoughts on the movie? I didn't. I didn't love it. I just. I kind of felt like I was proud that they were able to write another film, mm -hmm. and they really <laughs> try to help you remember that. They're like, "Hey, yeah. we're doing a fourth movie. Yeah. <laughs> we want you to know we're doing it." And yeah. uh, we wrote the movie so that you know we're doing a fourth movie and everyone isn't super happy to be here except for the new cast members, which actually, I really do think that some of the new casting, like there's a new Morpheus and there's another girl character, they they outshine with their performances compared hmm. to, you know... Um, Keanu Reeves, who's always been bad. <laughs> well, I mean, you got like him in John Wick, right? He basically is like John <laughs> tired John Wick in this movie. Right, He's like, right. I'm not going to fight anybody... I also, I mean, okay, now I'm just going on a rant, but um, this this movie, I think, has a really great way to write in another film in Matrix, and they're very, like, fourth wall breaking with it. They have a lot of fun with talking about this is a fourth movie, and it kind of works, and it kind of doesn't, um, and then there's that kind of Matrix 1 moment again, right, where you're like, oh, like what's real, what's not, and they have fun with that. And then they introduce a really cool concept around memory, which is what I was talking about earlier, where it's like, what's the difference between uh, our memories and fiction? Like mm -hmm. something that we're just remembering. Like how do we know what we're remembering is actually a real representation or is it just a story that's implanted in our brain? I'm like, that's the Matrix stuff. That's the stuff we want more of. Yeah. And the movie sort of, well, okay, maybe I haven't seen all of Matrix 4. 
I didn't see the last 10 minutes. So, and it's because the ending just really began to bore me. Like they do a big sort of like, I mean, it echoes a lot of, it does the soft reboot thing where they're, they're kind of following a similar plot where they're like, well, we're out of the matrix and then we're going to go back just like we kind of, like the first movie structure where they're in, they learn about it and then they're out Mm. and then they jump back in for a final thing. And the final like climax of the movie, I felt like, it was kind of like you, you knew where it was going. I was, I was a little bored with it, but not only that, there was something missing from like the action style at the end. Some of the things I like about those early matrix films is there's like a, like a ninja karate sort of feel, but like with guns, I love when they have like the guns in the matrix. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think recently I was talking with someone where they were talking about that shot of Trinity, like crashing through the glass and she falls down the stairs and then she like pulls the two guns out at the bottom. That's in, is that in the first one? Yeah. yeah it's in it the is. first one. I love the, um, the, when they first go into like the hotel, yes. um, that scene's just like awesome. Yes. Yeah, so so it's good. like, you need the guns in matrix, yeah. right? And the beginning of the film has a little bit of that gun stuff. It looks really cool. Um, I will say that like, it just, I think one of the things that broke it for me at the beginning is that the gun fights were so point blank and they were still missing. Mm. And I was like, this just like, it, there was something yeah, that was yeah. missing with the choreography around the gunfighting and the action just didn't feel like alive. Like it does mm. in the first matrix movie where it, it feels really like punchy and like every shot is like a gas, like you're gasping a little yeah, bit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, where this movie, it's like, okay, they're just, everyone is kind of can do like crazy flips and stuff like they did in the old ones. But, you never, it's almost like there's never any tension because it doesn't feel like anyone's ever going to get shot and no mm. one ever does. Mm, mm, and mm. so it's kind of just this weird, like, whereas like the beginning of the first Matrix with Trinity running from the agents, it's like pretty, it's pretty brutal. Like you're, yeah. it's, it's pretty intense. Yeah. You're like, it's, whoa. That's a, that's a really, and it, that one like thrusts you right into exactly. like the movie. Yeah. The sure. first thrust of this film it's confusing. It, like you're trying to figure out what exactly is going on. And then the chase scene that follows, there's definitely like style. It's cool. Mm. Um, but it never feels like there's a genuine threat. Right. Uh, which I, I, I just, I don't know. I think that's what kind of, I think that's what a lot of people had a problem with the last um, Matrix movie revelations is that the, some of the fighting in that movie just seems kind of like action like very like Zack Snyder action mm-hmm. is probably the best. Like it's very like, oh, it's just, I don't feel anything watching this. You know, it's just very yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. So overall Matrix uh, Resurrections, I I don't know how to feel about the Matrix. I don't know. I like those original ones. This movie, I didn't watch the last 10 minutes. So who knows? Maybe there is a great setup for more films, but what I want more out of the Matrix, it has less to do with, you know, Neo and Trinity and more interest in like, I guess some of the things that are explored in the second movie, which opens up the world of the matrix a lot, but never answers anything. You, you want to see like kind of the star Wars story of the mm-hmm. matrix. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I really like. Some of the black market okay. underbelly and all, yeah, that, yeah. all that stuff. That's what I want to see more of, but cool. Nevertheless, we, we got to talk about another film that came out this year. Unless you see anything else. That, that's all no, I watched. No. Um, no, I haven't. Uh, but I do. I, I, I mean, we already had, 
we had a discussion about like the films of the year. Yeah. And I do want to say there have been some really excellent films that have come out basically in the last like three weeks or True. two weeks since yes. we've done that show. Yes. Um, and so like, I mean, Licorice Pizza is super up there for me. I think it's my number one and this is my number two. Mm. Um, and then pig is probably number three or, um, so, pig. but there, there's, wow. there's, there's definitely been some, some real standout hits. I don't want to say that this has been a good year still, but I'm, you know, I'm not as sour on it as I was a couple weeks ago, just yeah. because there's been, there's just been great stuff coming out mm. like right now. Um, so I just wanted to mention that first and foremost, but, um, yeah, let's let's get into it. Um, so this is a remake of the 1961, um, musical which you know was obviously from or the the movie musical um which was from the musical uh that came out in 1957 um and it's it's an interesting one steven spielberg has been wanting to make this movie for like ever um and he was just now able to fund it apparently although Mm. um you know this movie costs probably over 100 million dollars i'm sure it was more yeah um and it uh, definitely bombed at the box office. It bombed hard, hard, hard. Um, and one of the reasons I think, I mean, I don't know. Uh, musicals are more niche than most films, I, I would say. Uh, and so like a $100 million musical is probably not like the bet that you want to make if you're a studio, I guess. Um, but it is it is a Spielberg movie. And and so there there's some there's some cachet there. And. Obviously, like it, it makes sense why people why why the studios wouldn't want to remake this uh, until now, uh, and uh, I don't know. For me, it, it's been it's been interesting because my my mom, who shout out to my mom, we went to to see the movie with her, uh, mm. me and Isaac, and um, uh, yeah, and so she she likes she loves the original, um, the sixty one. Uh, movie and she's uh she's choreographed this in stage play version as well and so yeah. like she has um she has a connection in that way where it's like she, you know she's connected to the original source material and especially the dancing and mm. um uh, you know so so she has um she has a history with that in in terms of um how she feels about this movie going into it right. uh, and she actually was super against the remake she was like why would they do that like why would they remake that and um i mean i i kind of get that uh i i get that um that sentiment but i think it I, it shows that this was a passion project for spielberg yeah I, I really think so um and and to me you know whether or not you you like the original and a lot of people still do it's you know it's considered a class a great a, you know classic movie um you know i think this one both stands out from the original and is able to kind of stand up in terms of its just stylistic you know perfection and the way that it's it's able to um to adapt the the source material i think is just like so well done. Um, and I guess we'll get into it. But uh, the reason why I wanted to do this, why I thought it would be a more interesting episode than Licorice Pizza is because you don't like musicals at all. So right. um, I wanted to get your discussion. I, I wanted to I wanted this to be sort of like not just an exploration and why you don't like musicals, because 
Um, I'm sure you could talk about that a lot, but um, you know, I, I wanted it to also be an experiment in like, are there things that you would like about a movie like this, which is not just musical, but also very energetic, um, exciting in a lot of ways, um, has has action, has sort of kind of the things that you would want in a normal movie, um, has, you know, the the normal drama and the plot. Um, and so, like, I don't know, for me, uh, I think it's interesting to to hear your thoughts. But um, well, yeah, I mean, let's get into it. I think I I'm excited to talk about this movie. And I got to go in first with sort of my expectation walking into this, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Cameron told me, hey, we're going to go see this movie. And I was like, do we have to, right? That, that was basically my first intention. But I, I have learned a lot about watching movies, and especially in this podcast, right? Being a casual is really banked on expectation, right? Yeah. Even as I'm talking about Matrix 4, right? My expectation was pretty low. And it, I feel like it really set the precedent where I was like, I don't care watching this movie. And I could appreciate things in that state of mind. But towards the end, I was like, I'm okay with going to bed. I'm tired. You know, I don't mm-hmm, really need mm-hmm. to see this through, right? <laughs> and so with this movie, right, like I have a pretty high expectation that I was going to be irritated by it because it's a musical, right? <laughs> and so beforehand, I was like, I need to sort of like just be here for it. I've been really, I, I mean, I know Juzo mentioned this in passing one, on one episode, but he talked about his friend that goes and sees movies and he was like, he like always says, no matter what happens in the movie, he's like, man, that was awesome, right? <laughs> and it's like, I I aspire to be like that. Yeah. After hearing that, I was like, I just want to go see movies. And I, I mean, I talk about them for this podcast, so I have to be a little bit critical or be able to, you know, collaborate my thoughts on things. But I would rather, if I'm there, I would rather just enjoy it. And so I think that's a huge plus for the way I feel about this movie. Mm-hmm. I think that helps this movie out a lot. But it still helps kind of boil up some of those things that I like. I have a hard time getting past. Yeah. In yeah. in a musical film. So overall, West Side Story. I don't know anything about this play. I don't know anything about the story and how it goes at all. So I was walking in completely blind. I think this movie, as far as musicals go, is just like one of the highest quality musicals I've I've watched. Far over what I saw with La La Land, which. For me, that that movie, like there were elements I liked about it, but nothing caught me in a way that this movie I felt like is is extremely visually energetic. Uh, the cast is energetic. Um, everything is grounded in this in this sense that everyone is aware that they're in a musical, mm-hmm. but they're yeah. also like like the world is acknowledging the musical aspect so I, that went like a long way like when everyone when anyone breaks out in a song like people are like what the heck right a, yeah you know? a little bit but but there's also like there's an acceptance to it yes. you know it doesn't it doesn't feel awkward because there's like people are you know there's there's that one shot that i noticed this time watching it in the officer Krupke's, um uh when they first start that song yeah. um where it's like the young kid you know the new guy and um, and, you know, the the one guy starts to sing and he's like looking confused. And then, you know, the other guys kind of nudge him basically. Right. Like, just get into it, you know, right. essentially, um, which, you know, you're kind of like that guy. Yeah. The, and then by the end of that song, he's also singing as well. But know, it, it sort of like spoke to a skeptical viewer um, yeah, in yeah. in watching a musical. And <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really smart design, especially for a movie like this. I think that there's a lot going for the person that dislikes musicals in this film, Mm -hmm. which is probably some of the highest praise I can give 
to a musical. Yeah. So I want that to be clear. As I begin to complain about things that I don't like about musicals, I feel like most of my complaints with this movie apply to a lot of other musicals. It's not necessarily a problem with this film. Yeah. And I think I just wanted to be like upfront with that. Because, and it could be the medium of musicals yeah, as well. Yeah. I, I really, um, I, and I know that we wanted to hit on this subject. Um, you could have picked a lot worse films to watch. Uh, to really start like triggering the musical thing. Um, <laughs> well, well, I was going to say what's interesting about West Side Story um, is like it is really a musical, like legit a musical. Yeah. Um, and in a way that La La Land kind of isn't. They kind of like are they're they're definitely it's definitely a musical. La La Land is, but it's like trying to dip its toes. And it's a friendly musical for people who don't like musicals. Mm. Um and West Side Story is just not built that way. <laughs> you know, it's it's a movie that is like is like for musical people. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. Um, and and I think it just comes down to like the people who wrote it. You know, Sondheim is obviously musical legend. Um, and so like it 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 come like for me, I came away being like, yeah, that was awesome. But people who don't like musicals are not going to like this. movie. Mm. You know, and I actually I mean, like. I agree with you, mm -hmm. right? Like, I think for me, when I'm sitting there, my expectation is a huge part of this, right? Yeah. Like, I am forced to be here. Anyone that <laughs> actually sits down to watch this movie, I don't know what their expectation is going to be. Yeah. I'm assuming the way that this movie is going to grow in popularity is that musical lovers are going to force people to sit and watch this movie, right? Um, yeah. And, and I think that many viewers in that case will be really surprised um, or there will be people that step into it with like a slight understanding of musicals or like, they're like, Oh, I saw this play once I'd be willing to watch a, a, a movie version of this and they'll kind of be drawn in by the aspects of this movie Yeah, where I don't see this movie going well. It, and, and one of the critiques that I have of it, and it's probably not a great critique by any means, but I found myself walking out of the theater thinking, there's no one I'm going to recommend watch this movie because I just, I don't, I don't know anyone that like loves music. I mean, okay. My cousin, Catherine, she was like classically trained. She's a classically trained vocalist. Mm. I feel like there's elements of this film that she would just adore. I mean, she yeah. loves Bollywood movies. Like, yeah. Uh, and Those so are super musicals <laughs> for, for her, she's like anything with the performing arts and singing. Right. Yeah. Um, and so for me, like, I was like, all right, I guess, you know, she would probably like it. Um, other than that, I'm never going to bring this up anywhere. I, I, as a matter of fact, I almost don't want it. Like, there's a part of me that's like, it's probably better not to bring that up with people that like know anything about movies. You know, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it is a technical masterpiece and it reminds you of that constantly through yeah. the film, right? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it really definitely. is. Yeah. It really is. Um, but there's just not a lot of people that I think would be able to, pick up on a lot of the technique and personally right like i i know what i would like i was aware that i was seeing things that were difficult to do um and because i have some background in like putting together videos or making you know film from, i guess college or something like that um and so like there there are elements that i can recognize and be like, wow that's like a really neat thing and for the drama people they're probably like this is unbelievable right i don't know anything about dance these people are flailing around and i'm like this is you know cool i guess i mean i can't do that so <laughs> i guess that's neat you well, know well i'll say my mom um like i said she she was a choreographer for a long time and um you know she 
she um that's what i was most worried about with her was that you know she is very critical in terms of like how people uh, how movies are choreographed or right how dancing is choreographed um and we were talking about it you know on the way home about how like she was like yeah this whoever did this you know she hadn't heard of him but whoever did the choreography like did a great job um keeping the original sort of inspiration um and then adding in sort of really really interesting new touches and and kind of you know everything was was like really nicely done in that way um i mean like I, I don't i don't see that technically like i'm not yeah i'm not looking at it in that way for me i'm like i'm like man that looks super awesome when they're all like you know flying around and like dancing and stuff like it's it's just cool to watch like, I, it's energetic I, and I, awesome i think a lot of it has to do actually with i mean i don't know anything about choreography i don't know very much besides like a couple action scenes or whatever but I will say that a lot of the motion in the choreography reminded me of action movies. Yes, in, exactly. in a lot of yeah. in a lot of. I mean, 100%. the one thing I was thinking about is they're singing that America song like out on the street. You know, the part there's like um, the the boyfriend brother character is like chasing her through that like row of dresses, mm -hmm. and then like all those girls like like beat him up with like dresses yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like an explosion of color around him and stuff. Yeah. I was like, this is like a really visceral you know a action scene but it's just colorful and joyful and in and the context of a dance yeah. right and so like it's i think stuff like that is this movie is just flexing its technique um, and yeah. i don't understand the technique of dance so anything with the dance i was like i can appreciate this from an action kind of set piece side and yeah. i think that was cool anything with the lighting, I think, is just oh, man. unbelievable. In this movie. In the, yeah, so stunning. In this film, the lighting is like uh, worth the price of admission, I guess you could say. Yeah, like there, there are yeah. a lot of awesome um, moments just in, in and then the cinematography too is is very Gorgeous. pretty. Um, the as far as the music, all right. This is like where I think this might be a big section for us. <laughs> okay. These songs, I think, like play probably best in context of an actual live play. And this is one yeah. of my largest complaints with musicals on a movie is that every song I hear is kind of a terrible song. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and I really feel this way uh, because like this movie is 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 not free from the curse where someone <laughs> walks up and says, I think I'm in love. And then the first line of the song is like, I think I'm in love. Like, it's like, <laughs> you just said that. You, why do you have to sing it now? Like, you can't you bring like some new context? I feel like a lot of the, the writing of the music is very shallow. And the only reason it stands as an art form is because it needs the context of everything else going around. Like this movie, I think its biggest strength is that a lot of the pillars of technique can hide any of the flaws in other areas. And, and for me, the, the singing, um, the lip syncing, the, uh, the actual songwriting, obviously you can't really change it. I guess it's a part of the play. Right. <laughs> but like all those things to me were not captivating in this mm -hmm. movie. I don't think that, uh, and, and this is what's difficult for me. The, this, Minus a few songs, right? The America song has a lot to say. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, I like that song. Yeah. That song it has a lot of depth to it. Yeah. And, and it's fun. And it's fun. Yeah. And then there's one other song where uh, the boys are in the like- Officer Krupke. Uh, after, Officer Krupke. That awesome song, song is so like good. super deep too. Yeah. Right? So those are the two that I think have a lot of like strength behind them. Maybe you could say like, I'm feel pretty or something. What was that one? Yeah, I'm a little meh on. I will talk about that. Yes, later, but, we'll, we'll um, get we'll get to that. Yeah, um, but those two songs like actually have good meaning. The rest of them is like yeah. I'm in love, so now I'm gonna sing I'm in love. You know, and I'm well, like okay, well, no, uh, um, I think I like. Oh, here's a, the other thing about musicals that I find fun that most people probably don't is that I like the way that they're weaved um, in terms of having the music be a characterization, right? Mm. Um, and this does it, obviously, because it's a, it's a classic mu- musical, you know, this does it really well. Um, you know, everybody has um, either one or two themes um, in terms of song. And and so, like, every, I think everybody has a great um, sort of um, emotional um, or, uh, like, character-deepening song uh, throughout. Um, and, and I think I love the song between, uh, between Anita and, and Maria, um, at the end, I guess, is this spoilers? Are we spoiling? The mood. I mean, okay. Does it matter? Well, I don't think it matters, honestly, because, I, I because even agree, if you yeah. don't know where it's going, it's Romeo and Juliet. We'll yeah. just say that. It's yeah, Romeo even, and Juliet. Even if you don't know where it's going, you know where it's going. Yeah. Like halfway through none, nothing in this movie's plot surprised me. There was a part. There was a feeling which we can dissect a little bit more where I was like, stop singing and get to the pun, <laughs> like get to the the end of the drama because I want to know what happens and I want to see if I'm right, you know. I, but I felt like some of the song was slowing down that process, even though the ending is, I mean, like you said, Romeo and Juliet, like it, it's a take on that that is very palatable. And you actually have a lot of compliments for the way it's written outside of yeah. Shakespeare's story. Yeah. Um, well, I, it's, um, but but the 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 that scene see what's so interesting about um this musical and many musicals that i've seen is that the songs give uh, it's it's like the internal monologue of these characters that you probably wouldn't get um had you been just you know watching a normal movie and and obviously that's not necessary in a lot of movies you don't need an internal monologue for the characters Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you would have like voiceover or something. Um, but in in the musical context, it is interesting because um, I my mom was was really hitting this on the on the head when when we were talking about it uh, before we we saw the movie was that music um, portrays emotion in a much different and sometimes much stronger way than than something than than dialogue can. Um, then, you know, then, you know, a scene where, where two people are talking. Um, but I don't think that this movie does that effectively. <laughs> I dis- very much disagree because, but- because this is like, this is the problem. If you just said it out loud, then why do we have to hear you say the same thing seven times <laughs> in the song? Right? Like this is to me, like, do you know the movie that I was thinking about the most during this film? <laughs> the, the only I, I don't even know if this is considered a musical, but to me, the 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 strongest musical, uh, for my taste, is the most recent like Fault in Our Stars movie, which I don't know if is considered a musical. But there's something about the way that music is shown 
and represented and sang in that film. Fault in Our Stars? No, not that movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? what are you talking Star about? Star is Born. That's what I was trying oh, to say. Oh, yes. A, yeah, Star, a Star is Born. Is born. Yeah, my yeah, bad, yeah. My bad. My bad. A Star I, is Born. There's something st- about that. A little different, but I, I see what you mean. Yeah, I, I, I get it. The thing I, I love about that film is the songs can be listened to completely out of context. Yeah, yeah. And in context of the film. And narratively, I think the songs amplify the drama in that yeah. movie. And outside of the film, they're actually great constructed songs. Right? Yeah, it's just the thing is, it's just a different take on, um, on the on the genre, really. Um, yeah. Because because that that's like a much more stripped down musical. And like I said, this is a real legit musical, you know. Um, and so and like it's it's just a different feeling, and especially because it was made in the height of of the um you know of the broadway era like this was like this was like in the midst of of when broadway was not not getting big but this was like golden era broadway you mm-hmm. know and so like so so it doesn't surprise me that this movie is setting those tropes or continuing those tropes that you dislike about musicals because it was part of the original wave of musical, it was like the trendsetter back then, essentially. Yeah. Um, but but I I understand what you mean. The only problem that I have with with that take is it sometimes you're you're correct. Sometimes um, a music uh, a musical can uh, elongate things that uh, could just be said. But my my thing about this movie especially is that narratively and in the context even in romeo and juliet it's ridiculous that narratively lots of things that happen in this movie just don't make sense (laughs) like and and our super our big stretch you know yeah and so and so for me the characters um having this like open display of emotion it actually makes things a lot more approachable whereas if you just watch this movie and it was like they were just like, yeah, I love you. And it's like day one. And then day two, he goes and kills <laughs> kills her brother. And then they're like, let's run away. You're like, that's stupid. You know, that's that's so stupid. Um, but yeah. in this in this context, you you believe it more because you've seen the open display, if that makes sense. It um, feels more dreamy. Yes. Because yes. yeah, it's it's your your I mean, I guess you could say it's the same way Disney capitalizes on a lot of the love and romance of like the early Disney princess thing. I mean, like the princesses basically never talk to <laughs> the guy that they're in love with. Yeah. They just kind of express it and then it clicks, right? Yeah. Um, well, and, and even Shakespeare, he is he writes his plays in a very similar way to musicals where they have long pieces of of they have long monologues just explaining exactly what they're thinking right then you know what i mean and it's yeah. like and it's like there and there's the art form is in the language of of what they're doing right is in the language of how they're um of, of like the poetry of how they're saying it so but i mean like maybe this is this is where i guess the play is sounds dated or something but like for me what i was thinking about is like when you know, um, Anton's character is singing in the hall, like down the alleyway about how much he loves, you know, Maria over and over and over again, just saying the name over and over. Great scene. I'm like, wouldn't a song conveying the feeling of love punch harder? But like, I I just, there's something about it. You know, you listen to like 
a great example or someone I think about, and I know Juzo might get tilted by this, but <laughs> I always think about Radiohead and the way that they, they play their songs and you really have no idea what they're saying and what is even <laughs> like you really, who even knows like what they're talking about, but you like emotionally you're right, suddenly right, connected. Right. I, yeah, yeah. You know, um, like high and dry is like a fantastic song that you just feel it instantly. Like, like, you know, exactly the state, that you are supposed to connect or you're able to like almost amplify your own past and feelings into that song where it's like, this song means so much more to me than, um, you know, a, a guy saying like, she left me, she left me, she left me, she left like, you know, like, like that's, I don't know. It's it. I think I have a, an expectation and a desire for music to be this translucent emotional experience. And when it's so cut dryly of like saying, this is how I feel, this is how I feel, this is how I feel. I'm like, I don't, I don't like this kind of music. Mm -hmm. That's the yeah, other thing yeah. is, is a lot of this film, I don't like the, the sound of the music, <laughs> right? And I know that that uh, like, I have a preference towards, I guess, more of like a modern rock sound. Mm -hmm. But when I hear like the girl doing that, <laughs> like uh, for like, you know, 10 seconds at the end of every song, I'm just like, shut up. Like, please, <laughs> I don't need you. I don't need to hear your pitch corrected auto tuned voice sing this note and then watch you lip sync it on a screen. Like, I just, I really think I would appreciate the songs of this musical more in person. And I yeah, don't want to go to a musical, like, right. <laughs> but I would appreciate their vocal performances way more in person than seeing them lip sync, you know, a studio produced sound. And then as soon as I started thinking about that, when I saw the first lip sync problem, and then I'm thinking about how, oh, they can't use the audio in this scene because the audio in this scene would be them actually singing it poorly and out of, <laughs> out of key. And so now every sound that I hear is done by sound effects artists. Yeah. And I started beginning to yeah, go down. Uh, every sound you hear in every movie is done by sound effects I, artists. I mean, there's there's ambient sound sometimes. Usually right? not very much. But it's it started it started much. turning the wheels where yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm I, not I I'm I not impressed by the song. And I'm not impressed by the vocal performance because it's all you know, it's all fake, right? It's all <laughs> like it's not actually a real sing. It's not no one's actually yeah. singing, it's produced. And so then it's like what I have left to take in is the technical production, the choreography, and that that's it. You know, like <laughs> I guess, I mean, maybe the editing too, but they linger with so much time on songs that aren't connecting with me in terms of the writing, in terms of the actual sonic sound of the song, and the vocal performance is just produced. You know, I yeah, mean, yeah. I've I've heard it before. I could probably name the plugins they're using. You know, <laughs> it's like I'm sitting here and just thinking, like, I I don't want to hear the song, you know, and and so I'm looking for either depth in the song or something about the song that isn't the vocal performance because the vocal performance I've seen behind the curtain. I'm not like yeah. I'm not interested in somebody doing the. When the, I know it's just like pitching it correctly, <laughs> where I, I would love to see her sing it live. I'm sure it'd be great, you know. <laughs> um, and it takes it takes work to be in a booth to sing that too. But, yeah, no. Well, um, and and you know, let's be let's be a little fair because obviously 
they're they're both talented in in what they're doing. Like you have to you have to be a little bit talented in terms of oh, yeah. or, or a little bit um uh trained in a certain way. But I'm to, thinking to about do this. I'm thinking about the people that have actually performed this play live. Yeah. That's imagine a lot of work. imagine much jumping around, yeah, you know, dancing no, and spinning harder. and singing close to the right pitch while trying to control your breath. And it's yeah. like all of that is lost in this. So then it's just like this this visual treat to watch like the strategic choreography that was placed for you to kind of feel the emotion with it, the camera work, all this stuff. And I think that's what's so difficult about watching a musical transition to a movie for me is because I know that some of the things that would impress me about a live musical don't impress me in the, in the form of film, mm-hmm. right? They don't. Yeah. Um, instead, it's just they have to overdo it to impress you. And I think this movie does. I do think that this yeah. movie overdoes it in terms of the amount of extras, the amount of like chaos, the amount of old cars in this movie, right? Yeah. Like the period I, aspect. I, I don't even just even the setting um it, which is different from the original but being in sort of the rubble of of like, you know, the old slums of New York, you yeah. know, which is just like super like the the look of it is is really interesting and um you know, it feels like war-torn Berlin after uh, you know, World War Two. It's like it's yeah. It's just like there's something there's something really interesting about the <laughs> what. I'm what just imagining like Steven Spielberg. You know, Steven Spielberg's like company is behind like Medal of Honor or whatever. You know, yeah, yeah. Medal of Honor Frontline. He's like, you know, that game we made on PlayStation Two <laughs> or the or the movie that I made in 1991 called Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> let's do. Let's get some of that set over here. You know, let's do uh, some of that. We did some scanning for that film. But. Yeah, but I I th- I think. Um, I I understand what you're saying, although I I disagree in the in the um, in a couple ways because I think I I think the um, the emotion of those scenes still does come through. Um, at least for me, I mean, I uh, maybe it's it's different because. Well, okay. I, I will say the first time that I watched it, I was over like uh, it was like the spectacle is just breathtaking, mm-hmm. and and, yeah. and I was like there was so much overstimulus that I my brain almost didn't have time to be involved in the emotional sense, you know. That mm-hmm. it was like it was like there was just so much excellence going on that like I couldn't it, it was like the drama was just like left second hand. Um, and this time I was really taken by the. Um, by the emotion of the movie and by um, especially the performances um, in terms of uh, the acting performances are just spectacular. Um, yeah, and, the, the acting is really good. And, you know, that, that's why a scene like the the scene between Anita and Maria where they're, you know, they're singing um, their emotions at each other, essentially. Um, and it's it's a it's a devastating scene in terms of that, that would be, it it probably would be emotional in, in sort of, you know, a normal yelling, screaming fight. Um, but maybe you wouldn't get the, um, the, you know, the resolution of that scene where there's, there's almost a sense of, of, um, like, like a small forgiveness in that moment. You know, there's a sense of like, this this is this is like tr- tragic what what's happened and i i can never forgive um you know what what he's done but 
for me to forgive you, it's like you're you're my sister. And there's like there's an emotional connection to that. And and that there's something that clicks in the, halfway through that song. Yeah. Where they they're, you know, they're singing at each other and then they both get on the same wavelength and start to sing the same the same melody. You know, that song is the best vocal performance in the film. Yeah, just I, as far as so. as far as like a musical thing. Yeah, and one of the things you notice about that song, if you've done recording, is there's an intention to leave an imperfection in the vocal mm-hmm. text too. Yeah, which actually enhances emotion. I think, you know, being spending time in studios and hearing different recordings, the ideal with some capturing some vocal takes is that there is a natural flaw on top of a good pitch that creates a character behind a vocalist, right? Yes. I think a great um, example of this, and even if you don't like music, is like Kings of Leon. The vocalist of Kings of Leon has an incredibly distinct voice that a lot of vocal coaches, if her- if they heard that in his early years, would try to correct him, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. They would say, yeah. hey, you're singing in a weird way that it sounds like there's an apple shoved down your throat, you know? <laughs> like there- there's something blocking. You're using your nose in the wrong spot. But he's utilized it to his advantage. He's like... He's like crafted the flaw into a character. Yeah. And so that was like one of the first songs where you could hear the vocal flaws coming through and they were well, being... and it sounds like they're midway crying. Yeah. You know, like they're halfway through a through a tear when yeah. they're singing that song. I'm sorry, Juzo, but Radiohead does the same thing, right? <laughs> like where he's like literally just wailing in the in the vocal take, yeah. right? And so there's there's so much feeling in a natural flaw of the voice and i think like when you think about like producers or snobs that are like fans of older music right people are like i hate all this auto-tune you know they're looking for that that like human element Mm -hmm. like that human touch to the to the vocal the the vocalists in in these movies or in this movie like i think they do a great job i think there's just some heavy processing in some of their i'm sure some of their vocal i mean there's a scene where um, when Anton's climbing up and singing about Maria and all that stuff, there's it sounds like he's in a booth. Like it sounds like he's recording in a yeah. booth. There's no natural reverberation of his voice through the alleyway. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here like, oof. And and most famous, like one of the worst musicals that people talk about in the most recent memory is that Beauty of the Beast film that was on Amazon. Mm. Like that movie has notorious,ly horrific autotune. <laughs> Like it's, it's somebody messed it up. No, like somebody actually messed up the notes for who's the actress in that movie. What's her name? Uh, I don't remember. Emma uh, Watson. uh, No, 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 no. No. Is it Beauty and the, I think it is Beauty and the Beast. Hold on. Wasn't she, she was in the Disney Beauty and the Beast. It's, it's the Amazon one. I don't know. Is there an Amazon one? Beauty and the Beast. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Anyways. (laughs) As we uh, hear this clacking. Yeah, sorry. My keyboard's like clack, 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 clack. Um, it's not Amazon Princess. It's Amazon. I'm sorry. It's uh, not Beauty and the Beast. The one about the ball. Uh, Cinderella. Cinderella? Yes. Oh, right. Okay. I didn't. I mean, I didn't watch that, obviously. <laughs> sorry. I don't know my princess movies. Okay. <laughs> Camila Cabello. Her autotune is like whacked out. In really? This, yeah. This, this film, like. There is like some seriously horrendous hmm. musical mistakes in the production <laughs> of, of this film. You can look them up. 
Um, my bad for getting that movie. Some people are like, what are you talking about? Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson? That's great vocal take. Sorry. Well, um, I think that movie was pretty notorious for being like very like straight laced, like like that clean, like no flaws audio, basically. Yes. Um, but but I think th- here's here's my other issue with with this take, Isaac, is that there's uh there's a total there <laughs> I'm sure you didn't see Les Miss, but the the opposite of what this movie did, which I think I think strikes the perfect midway balance. I actually really do. But the opposite of this movie, which is uh, have the actors sing live on set and take that audio right. is a disaster. It's mm. a train wreck. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and maybe it could work if you had actors who were like good at singing, but, but like, you know, the, it just, it just didn't work out in Les Mis. And so like, so like people are not going to do that anymore, you know, yeah. and there's no way that they would or should basically. So no, it it, 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 it doesn't honestly like my complaints around the singing are it is a perspective that not a lot of people will have. But it's my it's my yeah, yeah. it's my issue with musicals that makes me kind of like just never want to watch them. Yeah. And and, no, and it's be- I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I <sighs> I think I, I think um well I don't know. This one for me um I I understand what you mean about like the peering behind the behind the curtain and being like, well, yeah, the, but the, like, they're just like processed, so it's not Im- as impressive. Um, I think what is impressive still is um, is their performances on screen. Um, and I think I think that is still what captures you in the moment, even though there there is some processing, you know, behind the scenes. Of course, there is. Yeah. Um, but but for. For me, what's impressive is they're they're still like they're just knocking it out of the park in terms of of the emotion on display, the the feeling of you know I I don't know just they're 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 acting everybody's acting except for some moments of Ansel Elgort but it, basically everybody's acting is like is like knocked out of the park I think um, I, uh, yeah I think I think all of including the singing scenes and that's what i mm. that's what i mean yeah i think any of them i was distracted by some of the lip sync stuff and i think that took me away from the acting um the the musical scenes that i thought were the best with the best songs i think made a perfect balance and this is kind of one of the conflict pieces that i want to talk about this film is that there's so there's such a wild concoction or blend of mm. different elements of entertainment shoved into this movie and what i can't figure out and i can't decide if this is a good thing or a bad thing right is that they rely on each other very heavily Mm -hmm. in their collaboration so the combination of dance song cinematography lighting all these elements are leaning on each other to create this concoction which i can totally see a lot of film people saying like this is why musicals are excellent. But what is difficult for me is that, I mean, I think that this movie is obviously an exception when it comes to the cinematography, the lighting, a lot of the 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 parts of the arts that are on display. But when a musical does a lot of these things, the idea I'm thinking about is like, um, good at a lot of things, 
not great at any of them, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And like, that's like sort of like the first thing that's on my mind in watching a musical is that it's like, you know, what's that thing about like master of none, right? Where it's like Jack of all trades. Yeah. uh, Master of none. A lot of musicals hit that stride with me. And I think that this film blows it out of the water with some of the production elements, which was so it's, it's, it's genuinely surprising because I believe that a lot of musicals, lean into this thing where they're like we're just not good at we're not excellent at anything we're just going to be you know subpar and lean on the concoction Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. like where i'm conflicted as a viewer is that do i respect or love other concoctions and justify their flaws in a way because it's like it's like, well, I already am akin to that genre or enjoy it. Like, you know, you think about like a sci-fi horror, right? And all the elements that go into putting together a story and a visual style and the cinematography, it even it has less to work with, mm-hmm. right? Um, but they're combining two genres, they're they're doing a they're they're mixing a lot of things. Does that mean that they're lazy in some elements where they didn't where they should have been attentive, right? And and I I don't know, like this is the thing about film critique is that it's like what they could have done that, that idea of like what they could have done or what they could have done better. I feel like it's just like, sometimes it's just for the sake of conversation. I feel like weird stuck in this conversation about that because sometimes it's like, well, you kind of just need to take it for how it is, but you know, mm-hmm. you kind of hear what I'm trying to get at a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I do. Um, I guess the, uh, well, what I would say is is it's kind of tough because all films of all genres in in all cases are are a, a concoction of all of those things that you were saying. Yeah, and and it's w- like without exception. And so, I I agree with you that there is a um there is an element with bad movies and actually especially mediocre movies yeah. probably do this the most like Marvel movies or whatever. Um, uh, movies that are mediocre do this totally like the thing that you're describing, which is they rely on elements, bits and pieces of of lots of different things that are kind of just OK or interesting enough. Mm. And then they put it all together and they're like, OK, here you go. And then it it kind of comes together, but it's kind of still like, oh, well, that's like not a, not that great, but it's, you know, it's good. Yeah. Oh, it's Doctor Strange. Like, cool. That's fine. Yeah, I think Marvel movie comparison is perfect. Um, and, and so and so but then you do get you get a standout every once in a while where you're like, yeah, that was that nailed it on every level. Right. That nailed every single piece of the of of the the pie you know you you know if you're making a cake you know you got the organic flour and the good eggs and yeah. you know all of the ingredients or it of, hits where it counts yes right? yes exactly and so yeah. i think with this musical what's strange for me is that it hit it hit where it counts with stuff that i liked which is uh, which is <laughs> rare for a musical right yeah it leaned into cinematography it leaned into lighting it leaned into a lot of things that I enjoyed, but where I thought it kind of fell flat were the things that I didn't like. Right. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it could, it, I think that's just preference for you. Though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I'm not saying it's, it's yeah. anyone else's. Cause, like, Cause for me, I think all of those things, even especially the, 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 
choreography and the you know the i i think the the songs you have to take as they are though you, you know what i mean that's like, really my biggest problem yeah. with this movie is the the songs i just feel like are i don't know like and i also hear like a lot of people that like musicals they listen to the stuff afterwards and really chew on it and i'm like how can you sit there and listen to this? Like, I would never want to listen to this. Like, like outside the context of a film, I never yeah. want to listen to it, right? Sure, yeah. Now, when you're talking about the song with uh, Maria and, and Anita, and, and Anita, right? Like, you had a really interesting idea around, like, how they have counter um, melodies and then they come together as one and the, the power of that in a song and how you it resonates with the audience without you really even realizing that's what's mm -hmm. happening, yeah. right? Like, that's something that someone who listens to the score would like be able to pick up, right? Yeah. For yeah. me, I'm like, I'm never gonna get to that. <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to appreciate these songs. And yeah. then it starts to also like, kind of irk me because I'm like, are these songs that great? Right? That's really like what's driving me nuts is because I'm like, that song might be doing something special, you know, in a narrative, like audience feeling thing, that's it's like hard to really explain how effective it is, but it works, mm -hmm. right? But that doesn't mean it's a song I want to hear, you know? <laughs> like that, you know, like it's it's kind of like yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, fair enough. Um, I I will say I'm not really I'm not one of the people who like go and put will put on the the music usually there, there's some exceptional music so my issue have... yeah like my issue is not dance the not the dance stuff I don't understand dance I'll never understand dance I'm amazed that they can do that you can't fake it you can't auto tune a dance no, either yeah you know no. like that's what's like pretty crazy about these scenes is those are still <laughs> I mean they're visually just impressive do i think it's dumb that someone's kicking the air like <laughs> after saying a line i'm like what is that like why some of the moments where they break into dance i'm like what the heck is this you know <laughs> but like when the, when they're getting into it right like the scene with officer blah the officer, officer song Krupke, yeah officer crafty song like the choreography and the dance I, and that and i think the the um get cool um sequence I think it has some excellent choreography. Um, just yeah. like in terms of of having them, you know, the the fighting over the gun, and they're, you know, they're they're all, you know, it, I don't know. I just, I just, when they I do think that gorilla swing off the pole, <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like that, that I was like, okay, they're kind of like doing this left right dodge, like kind of like sports ish, like basketball moment thing here with this song, and I was like, okay, and then like. When they swung off the uh, the bar, it just brought me back to like being in middle school when you have that friend who like is trying to do parkour in public places. You're like, what the heck? Like, why? Like, why? Why did you just jump off that like six foot drop? And like, wasn't that cool? And it's like, no, we're waiting in line for laser tag, dude. Like, calm down, you know. Like, I just like I just I don't know that there were, there were some elements of the choreography that was expressive towards the emotion of the scene and then moments like that where he swings off the pole with the cool scene i'm like that ain't cool and i'm not <laughs> feeling this you know like that 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 was a moment that song and that dance sequence there were there were there are some elements about it that i liked there you could tell that they were pretty rough on each other in that scene yeah. too and i think actually that's another one where you can you can tell that they're 
sing I think they were singing for that song or they used some of the audio that they were that they they used some of the audio because mm. there's moments where um where he's he's like just been running and you can still like hear him trying to catch his breath. Yeah. And, and you, I, I noticed it this time. Um, or it could be a good, a great attention to detail. Could, on yeah, the recording it could be. Too. Could be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, um, but I, I, I like that. See that, that seems very different from the original. Um, and it makes a lot more sense in this movie too, because the original, um, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, Griff trying to, um, uh, trying to like, I don't know, like calm the tensions in the group before the big rumble, mm. which kind of doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, you know, he's like, he's like, all right, cool it until we get to the rumble or something. Like, I don't know. And for me, it, I don't know if it works as much. And then in this, you know, uh, Tony is like, is the one who's like, hey, let's like not do this, basically, you know, and that and it changes the changes the trajectory of the song. Um, yeah. And and so and so for me, it works really well. And then the dance over the the gun, it makes it I, I don't know, it feels it's very energetic. Um, like you said, it feels very rough on each other. And, yeah. and it's it's I like I, I like the set, too. I think the set's cool. Um, yeah. The set is cool. I don't know. I, I I think that I think that seems really good. Th- that's the thing about this movie is like every time I am like, like, wow, the the. Uh, like every time I'm not quite drawn into the song, I get drawn into something else or something right. around where I'm like, wow, this is like, it all just comes together to be magic, you know, in a certain way. It's- the movie wants you to lean into the technique on display yeah, in it, right? What confuses me is that, I guess, like, does it need to be a musical? To be able to show that kind of like that that's where I'm like, if the music isn't the star, then why is it a musical? <laughs> you know? Like that Well, the musical is only not a star for you. I mean, I don't know. It, yeah. And so like that that's like I I I hope my beginning like kind of statement on this film is like it's definitely good, right? It is definitely a good movie. Um I I enjoyed it. I do think that the movie's end has problems and I want to get into that because you were agreeing with me with the strange shift after uh, the, the brawl or whatever it was. The Yeah, not, uh, the, not the end end of the movie. I think the end of the movie is really good. Um, but what? yeah, the, I think I don't like that they uh, moved. I think they moved the song, but I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but the the brawl happens the rumble happens before maria sings her i feel pretty song um which i really dislike and i wish they honestly i would if i if this movie was like digital right now i would just do a recut it <laughs> and burn it back oh, yeah. to like blu-ray and just like swap those two scenes totally <laughs> cuz um and in my head that's how i'm just keeping it it's yeah. like those two scenes are swapped uh, because it really, it really is off-putting to have a very an awesome scene, which the rumble I think is is super cool, um, and visually is just awesome. Um, you know, every I think everything about that scene is like is like it's kind of the the peak of the movie in terms of of like I don't know 
not peak in terms of of its set piece, but it's it's definitely like peak tension, I guess. Yeah, um, I, I mean that scene, the rumble is. I will say I was really grateful they didn't start dancing or singing at the rumble, <laughs> and that's yeah. really where I thought it was going to go, because I was like, this is supposed to be a peak moment. It's a musical. Why wouldn't it have a peak? performance and this is this was my problem with the end of the film is that this movie felt long for me um towards the end and i think the i feel pretty song has a lot to do with that because it's such a jarring shift in tone from mm-hmm. where the story is going yeah um i guess some people could argue it was a breath of fresh air after such a tense scene but i i don't i don't like it yeah I, I don't know if it it works the way it's intended um but I felt like the end of the movie was lingering because I had this constant fear that they were going to break into song again. <laughs> and it happens with the I Feel Pretty song. Mm-hmm. After such a tense moment, I'm like, okay, this is where the movie changes. And I actually think um, uh, the song at the apartment that we keep talking about, like that is almost the, the most climactic musical moment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, with the I Feel Pretty song being a distraction and honestly something that made me want to look at my watch. If, I, if I'm being real, like I'm like, this is just, I, I don't care about that. Like I want to see what's mm-hmm. happening yeah. next, right? In the story. Um, and so other than that, the rest of the film is pretty like non-musical, you know? Yeah. Um, and Yeah, it is. But I, I had this lingering fear that someone was going to start dancing, you know, mm-hmm. like even at the scene where, um, and what's her name? Anita or something? Anita, the sister. Yeah. yeah Anita goes to find um, Anton, right? And there's like that tense scene where the gang starts beating down her and there's like potential for rape and stuff like that. Right. I was like, is this going to be a dance scene? Like a dance rape scene? Like, I'm like, (laughs) what is this? You know, like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, please don't do this. Right. Where they're dancing and like flinging clothes off. And I was like, I literally was like, I can't take this. You know, like, I was like, this is just stupid. If it goes in that direction, like, I'm I'm done. But it does, it does not. It it does does not. (laughs) It does not. It takes itself very seriously from the rest of the rest of the movie on out. Right. The rest of the movie is, is, you know, dead serious with its, conclusion well and and um and valentina who's played by rita moreno who's actually uh she plays anita in the original uh 61 version Mm -hmm. um and she executive produced the movie too so yeah um but yeah uh she takes a i don't think she's a character in the original valentina but i liked her i liked her a lot too um but she takes a a solo in in this version, which wouldn't have been that. Um, and, and oh. it's a, it's a good scene. I think it's a good song too. Is that after the boys leave the parlor or the drugstore? No. Um, it's, it's when they're, uh, when he, after the rumble, after the, I feel pretty after when he climbs in the window and then, um, it's, it's basically like matching the two matching Anita and, um, Maria and them and like sort of the, and she's like, you know, she sees the body and whatever else. And the, yeah, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like, um, and so she's, she sings a solo called somewhere, which is in the original. Um, oh, that, uh, that I'm, I've already forgotten about that. Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's a good scene, um, as well. 
uh, and it it's um that is another it's it's basically like those three songs are the kind of the ones in the end um but you're you're right and me, i guess i mean i wasn't I, I was never afraid of them like breaking out into song i guess maybe in that one scene but <laughs> i'm always afraid of that um but <laughs> i i get what you mean and maybe that's why i didn't connect quite or it didn't land the emotion didn't quite connect with me the first time mm -hmm. um uh but this time because i knew where it was going and i knew the beats of the movie um all of the the performances in the last third are just like spectacular oh I, one of the just like I, I i thought that like the moment where um anton is like told that lie his like visual reaction is like top tier like i was just like dang like yeah. i thought i thought that was like such a cool way to respond i don't know like just in terms of like acting it's like it's not like i don't know like i always think about that um terrible movie where it's like that guy committed suicide you know it's like why have you done this? You've committed suicide. <laughs> oh, the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The, the, um, uh, I think it's like, it's either. I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe it. I can't believe you. <laughs> Why have you suicide. killed yourself? Yeah. 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 Um, it's a, uh, it's that crazy guy who makes, who makes terrible movies. Um, uh, I can't, yeah. I can't it's, remember. it's like, um, his, his performance is like, so strategic. I guess mm -hmm. in in that in that final moment, I thought it was cool. I thought it was effective. He definitely has his uh, ants want to punch Ansel in the face kind of look. But, definitely, yeah. But uh, no, you still. know what is actually the most that you kind of want to punch him is um, when they're in the in the like museum together. That's when he looks to me like I want to punch him. Oh, he does look the stupidest, <laughs> and that's it. There is there is a scene where like he's singing. And I actually started cracking up. I don't know if you noticed that. They're singing. And I, I was didn't. like, why does this guy just suddenly look like a toad? Like, what <laughs> just happened? I mean, like, I'm not I'm not saying I... I mean, he's obviously, like, a good-looking guy. Like, he's doing well. Well, you, know, you mentioned... But. You leaned over to me, and you were like, this guy looks just like my brother. It's scary. <laughs> actually, in this film, the way he combs his hair, the way they... I he mean, dresses. Yeah, Glenn dresses exactly like this guy in this movie. <laughs> he combs his hair exactly like this guy, and Glenn is got a a music degree and has like a really obnoxious. Uh, Glenn, sometimes when Glenn sings, like we, I always joke with him, but he'll always like do that. Um, you know, like zap boop bada dee da. You know, like you know what I'm talking about. Like he it's has like scatting. Like, yeah, he he likes to scat like just randomly, or like he'll be like, "What's that note? G." Like and so the whole time this guy's singing, I'm just thinking about my brother being obnoxious with his music language. Like, oh, chromatic fifth, oh, very good, you know, or like you know, inverted seventh. I'm like, what are you saying, dude? You know, um, but yeah, this major major Glenn energy and Glenn is tall too. Yeah, so when he's they're talking tall, yeah. when they're talking about um, you know, Anton being so tall behind the bleachers, I was like, I'm gonna, I can't believe this. So um, yeah, he there's. There's that moment that he looks very strange for some reason in that scene. And then at the end when he's like yelling to be killed, like I, I like, I like that moment. Um, for me that that's when it all kind of goes, my hatred for the Ansel Elgort, um, goes, I don't hate him, but you know, just the, just my annoyance with his, with, with him, um, kind of goes away in that moment. Cause it's, 
It's it's very good. And that that fine again, full spoilers here. Yeah. But that that final moment with you know Maria, you know, appearing, he sees her, the joy in his face, and then, you know, and Chino in the back. Um, and that that shot was just like the the mix is really good. It's yeah, like, I want to say the audio mixing for the sound effects towards the end, really the drama, like the way that they punch is yeah, like yeah, it 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 hits heavy, and it it feels so much of this movie feels like an action movie. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, there's either I, you got to give credit to the sound design, and I know I've been ripping on the vocal <laughs> recording. It's not that bad. I'm not saying it's it's nothing like Cinderella <laughs> Amazon. Okay, it's much better than that. There's a lot of heart going into the booth recordings, but um, the uh the mixing of this movie, phenomenal. I don't know if you Stunning, heard this, yeah. Cameron, but the theater next to us, its music was bleeding over. Mm-hmm. And you know that the mix is good when it's covering like a mat. It's mastered in like a level of with where it acknowledges all of the frequencies um, across the spectrum. And there's like the- we're sitting and the beginning of the movie is silent. Right. A West Side Story. Yes. It's very quiet. Yeah. And you can hear the movie next to us in the theater playing its songs. I could just feel Cameron's irritation raging up <laughs> a next little to bit, me. Yeah. And I was like, OK, like, well, hopefully, you know, this movie's mixed right. Obviously, it's going to be right, but like I was like, because then it will actually use its surroundings and really fill up the frequencies mastered correctly. But this movie does it in a way where it was like no other sound around you could be heard. Yeah. Um. Any silent move moment in this movie, you realize that there was actually like some people talking in the theater, but they're silent the entire time because it's mixed so well. Because mm-hmm. it's the movie's covering all the frequencies. The solo part, uh, somebody or somewhere, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the old lady's voice. It's mixed like really impressively with like a punch. Old people singing town sound pretty bad. It's usually it's tough. It's, it's a tough, really. Yeah. I mean, they have the. Um, uh, I mean, not to. I mean, <laughs> this just sounds bad. But my grandma did a podcast with me before she passed away, and they they have like, I don't know, like some older people they have like this dry mouth sound that is like really difficult to get rid of uh, in post. And usually you could just fix it by giving them a glass of water. But I didn't. <laughs> I learned that back when I recorded with my grandma. <laughs> Rest her soul. I'm sorry, grandma. Um, but uh, the uh, like the way that she comes across in that recording, like is like really well mixed and mastered. Mm-hmm. Like the sound mm-hmm. in this movie. Excellent gunshot. It's just it's the, the biggest thing I noticed about the gunshot. It's so loud and so pleasant. At the same time. Yeah. That is yeah. hard to do. Yeah. It definitely. is hard to make a and noise it, that's like it's frightening. Yes. But you know it's it's you know it's coming already. Yeah. But it's still frightening. Like that's I always I always listen for that in movies. There was another in Pig, we talked about this. Mm. In Pig, when when they shove open the door um and you know, and they they kidnap the pig, that that moment, the sound of that moment is like really, really well done. Yeah. There's something about it that just like hits. It, um, this is just a side note. If you ever want to be blown away by some of the mixing, mastering, editing of films, uh, I don't know why I'm pitching this, but I follow Avid on LinkedIn. Some of the coolest hmm. picture posts you'll see from Hollywood, like Avid, they make a software called Pro Tools that's really famous for music production. 
but they're also the the premier editing software in Hollywood as well. Yeah. And so Avid always does this thing where they post the entire timeline of Dune, like oh. completely edited on LinkedIn. <laughs> it's just, you see. It's crazy. It's like color corrected or, or color coordinated everything on the timeline. You're just like, my mind is blown. <laughs> I comment on them on their posts a lot because I'm like, I am going to color, uh, color <laughs> label everything from now on, you know? Yeah. Um, but the... Some of the things they do, they show are like the studios that these movies are mixed on or the theaters that they're mixed on. It's amazing. Yeah. And this movie, shout out to Skywalker Ranch, right? It was in the, uh, it was in the the credits. I noticed that Mm -hmm. for sound design. I was like, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, it sounds so good. I noticed too, this time that they had a lot of fun with the mixing as well. Mm. Like certain, like the train uh, was a melody uh, was one of the melodies I think the there's a lot noise. of there's a ton of ambient sound that's in the correct key which yeah it's always great and, and the honking of the yep. horns you yep. know as they're as they're walking down is like you know within the rhythm and 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 then even visually they do fun things that that are in tune with the music and me and Juzo were talking about this did you ever see that movie Tintin um, the Adventures of Tintin I will never watch anything Tintin related well, I was bullied for looking like <laughs> Tintin <laughs> I don't even know why people are like you look. You look like Tintin. I'm like I uh, n- nothing with that stupid cartoon character. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, anyways, Spielberg made Tintin, made The Adventures of Tintin, which is an animated movie, but it has a lot of the same visual like flourishes that this movie does, where it's like it's like so energetic, so um, so much like action in terms of like the staging and the and how things move on camera. And I was like, this looks and feels like an animated movie in a lot of ways. There's so, like an animated old school Disney, you know, hand drawn like Aladdin or something, you know, like, like Red Panda. It, OK, stop. <laughs> um, it feels like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> what the heck was that ad? <laughs> what was that? I we we didn't talk about the ads, but the ads today were oh, so bad. They were so just... bad. All I heard was the ad would end before this movie. Came we out. literally Cameron was like, "That looks pretty good," <laughs> and like just chuckling to himself. I'm like, "Wow, that's a good one, Cameron. That's a good way to yeah." I I say it just loud enough so that people think I'm serious. <laughs> just, you know. Wow, that looks great. <laughs> um, yeah, Red Panda. What are they thinking? Yeah, normalized yeah, furries. I guess. I, oh, yeah. No. Cameron's like, let's no, change no, the no. subject. No, 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 no. All right, so. <laughs> Um, well, I I want to mention we're at hour see. twenty, by the way. Just so you know. Nice. Well, we did we I think we did this movie, uh, you know, justice. I guess. Yeah. Well, um. I I want to mention two moments, or maybe just one moment, because we talked about the other. Um. The dance sequence in the gym, I think, is just like some of the best filmmaking that's happened in the past, like. Five, maybe maybe since Mad Max Fear Road. I don't know. It's like the best, some of the best visual filmmaking that I've seen in a long time. It is, it's, it's, it's breathtaking. It really is. It's, it's so a good. fantastic scene. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love how they're justifying dancing yeah. as well. Yeah, um, they do. And it is, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. And, and just the, the fluidity of everybody, the fluidity of the the choreography, um, how it's like the characters are both having fun and also, you know, being aggressive and sort of. Yeah. And it just it just feels so good. And Anita, 
I think I think she kills it throughout the movie. Basically, I think she's she's probably um, the best performance of the movie. I agree. Um, she's a major standout. Um, she steals the show in it in every scene that she's in. Um, dancing, she kills it. Um, singing, she's really good too. And yeah. and just like yeah, I think I think she yeah she she won it for me. For, she's the best performer in the movie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, any of her. Her singing performances translate very well mm-hmm. out of the booth in comparison to the other ones. And yeah, as a dancer, she's just mesmerizing. Unbelievable yeah. as a dancer. Yeah. And yeah, she's also like also probably the most emotional character that is convincing mm-hmm. in the movie too. I, yeah, I, so. I 100% agree. And like even the scenes that are like not they're just like normal dramatic scenes where you know like she's she's like going to the you know to when the she, morgue yeah and or like, she when she gets mad even when she gets like earlier in the movie when she gets mad at the brother yeah like just that, i love that little interaction yes, like there's super good yeah um and even those like tiny moments i think kill it you know yeah. i think i think yeah that that scene where she's a family we're not family yes, you know yeah. And, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah it's just like yeah, there's there's so much fun in this movie. There's so much life in this movie. Um, another thing that I wanted to shout out is um, uh, Rachel. Um, uh, what what's her name? I can't remember. Who? <laughs> Maria? I, we said it earlier. Maria. The, yeah. The actress who plays Maria. Um, I'll. Uh, 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 yeah, Ra- Rachel Zegler. Um, she's a first time actress. Not just first time in the screen, but I think she like was in her high school musical of West Side Story, like yeah. first time actress. Like <laughs> um and so she I think she kills it in this movie. Mm. I think she's like legit super, super talented. I think what sucks is like you can you can kind of tell that she's be she's a little bit more of a beginner actor until the least in like the the scene that doesn't connect with the audience, which is I feel pretty. Like she comes alive in that. She does. In that she performance, really does. she has a great performance in that scene. It's just the wrong time, you know? Yeah. It's just that's not her fault. It's just no. a problem with the with the movie. Right. The but I noticed that. I was like, this yeah, is yeah. where she's really feeling her yes. her stride, yes. you know? Yeah. And she's like, she she's very playful and having yeah. fun in that scene. And it it does you're right. Like she she definitely comes alive. Um and and I think I think even just playing the sort of shy, reserved, you know, like kind of scared of her older brother, you know, kind of not not doesn't want to rock any boats. And then at a certain point, she, you know, she falls in love and, you know, f- and then feels alive, you know. Yeah, I think. And then the final scene, I think she just st- steals it. I mean, she yeah. is she is um, wickedly good in in that last scene. It's 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 awesome when she when she takes she takes a gun from Chino and she's like everything past that i think is just like yeah killer yeah killer i think her. i i like you can see the bright future for her when she's like when she's coming alive on screen and she like has on those like different clothes and whatnot yeah that was a moment where i was like i want to see this actress like in a different kind of movie mm-hmm. like, i want to see her in another one yeah you know what i mean that scene was the one where i was like oh like she could be great like as a lot of different things, not just the shy girl c- character. And I think maybe it's different. I don't know. Maybe it's hard to play a shy character effectively on yeah, screen. Maybe. maybe that is a difficult thing to act because it is convincing 
and it doesn't necessarily make you seem like a larger than life actor that people want to go to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just her moment to kind of show off in that scene, and that's why it connected with me. But no, I agree with you. I think I think the ending of this movie is really moving. I think it's 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 obviously emotional and tragic, but I think that I feel like a lot of stage play stuff can get like, like you said out of the theater, like Shakespeare's like, Oh, it's the end. I guess we'll just, everyone's dead. You know, like it it does like that really quick wrap up and maybe there's one liner, some one liner about, Oh, life misery, the end. (laughs) Right. This movie actually, I think has like this resolving emotion in the final moments where it took this much tragedy for the the racial tensions that are played with throughout the movie to really begin to like move and there was something about it that actually kind of reminded me of that spike lee film um that do i do the right thing yeah a li- yeah a in, little, yeah it, it it's got that same energy I it's think. it's got you know what's so funny you you bring this up but um <laughs> spike lee um loved this movie like absolutely loved this mm. movie which I, I i'm i'm not surprised but um but yeah it's i just i find that a little hilarious and i think they i think because the, they filmed a little bit in brooklyn and i think he like visited on set and stuff and like was, yeah was, you know uh but obviously it's a very new york centric movie and mm-hmm. he's he's a new york guy um but but yeah i i think um Oh, sorry. You you were in the middle of the point, but keep going. You're yeah, I just about- I just thought the ending was more moving than most musicals. Yeah. But- well, and and my what what I was saying when we got out was, um, I I found for me, the, you know, Romeo and Juliet, um, is a little awkward in its ending, mm, and and yeah. I think you know obviously it's supposed to be like this tragedy, but I think the having her like pretend to commit suicide and then he thinks that she's actually dead so he commits suicide and then she actually commits suicide yeah it's like written by a child all of a sudden it's yeah it's a little it's a little weird it doesn't doesn't like hit it for me this i think resolves a lot of those issues um where you know she's being i don't like i don't want to say like oh shakespeare sucks boo you know what like but but i'm saying like i think i think it makes a little more sense to have um, Anita be the one to to basically like tell tell this lie where um, one she wants to get back at Anton. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. The and, structure of Anita's revenge, and, and she she wants to get back at him by maybe making him feel that feeling that she's feeling right now. You know, but there's also, I mean there's a there's a lot to kind of and and she wants she also doesn't want him to to be around anymore. And she doesn't think he's good for for Maria, and so she's trying to protect her as well. I so what was interesting about her kind of like narrative decision at the end is that I didn't know if she went to the shop with that intention. Yeah, and that, I think that's like a really great touch yeah. with the gang kind of being down on her, the potential of rape, and that being stopped at the last moment. That might have been what broke her to say like, cause she turns around and like has that last word. And you're like, I wonder if like, that's what she was going to say the whole time or if that's what like broke her. Yeah. Right. Because there is that resolution in the song. Right. Um, earlier. So yeah, I, 
overall, this movie is, I think, um, just really well put together. It's really good. It's technical masterpiece. I don't like musicals. Elements of this movie did not ameliorate that. Um, I think that, you know, it did a good job distracting me from the parts of of the musical, but it never, like genuinely, I was more excited to see dance choreography than I was singing Mm. in this movie. Um, which I don't know. Like, I think that was impressive that for someone that doesn't like musicals and doesn't lead into dance, like the dance had a velocity that was like, this is, this is action. This does feel like an action scene. And, um, it actually made me feel like the rumble that, that although there is no dance, it is still flexing that choreography, Mm -hmm. um, like movement that 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 excitement yeah um, is definitely is alive then um but yeah this this movie i don't think it's for everyone still um but it has very high praise for a musical and i know i was ripping on yeah. it uh pretty hard <laughs> i but you know that's what the people ask for you know and I, ex- I i expected you to dislike it more which yeah. is great i i think i think it's good that you that you you actually did really enjoy elements and, yeah yeah you know and i i think you're right i think this is a technical masterpiece um and i think it i i here's the thing i think you've demonstrated as someone who doesn't like musicals that this movie can appeal in a certain regard to to people who don't like musicals yeah um even just the the dancing element that you you described um is interesting that that you know you connected with that instead of the singing and probably your your connection to music and connection to music making might it might even block you from enjoying some of the the singing and i i understand like the obviously the songwriting is um it was made in 1957 so like it probably doesn't didn't age quite as well there is some great music from the 50s no 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 the songwriting i mean the as in like the lyrics and you know whatever else like yeah there's I'm, good lyrics I'm just, in the I'm 50s. just saying like in a as in a musical form um as, but it doesn't like that that is also like part of my thing is like even though it was written a long time ago you know there's some there's some great music written from a long long I mean yeah yeah sometimes like you hear some some music people talk about like their love for like ancient hymns or like very old yeah. hymns in the bible right like some of the descriptive and creative songwriting in the in those like biblical songs like transcends the creativity and writing of of these musicals where it's like describing something that's supposed to be so undescribable with you know depictions of like you know metaphors and things like that like there's so much i mean you know Radiohead, biblical, you know, biblical hymns. Like it's just, you can't even explain it, but it's conveying something, right? You're, you're overwhelmed. Music is so powerful, you know? So, you know, maybe like, I don't know. I just, (laughs) yeah, I, I I went down a a, a train thought that I was like, I don't know if I should say that. That don't quite make sense. Maybe there is something that's like the top charts being like pop oriented, almost like minimalist pop 
uh, very straightforward lyrics. Maybe there is something about musicals that can come back in some some regard. Maybe we need like, you know, a techno musical, right? <laughs> something that's very like clearly, I mean, EDM music has like super straightforward lyrics, but it's usually metaphorical. So um, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, w- I was thinking a lot about A Star is Born in this movie. And it's a weird movie to think about. Yeah, but I was like, different. I'm just so surprised how a movie could like be excellent in the way it looks, the way it feels. I love the opening of A Star Is Born. I think it's like awesome. Yeah, like the rock concert scene thing. Like, I think it's, I, I, I for me, like just personally, I'm like, who doesn't want to be on stage watching these guys like perform in front of a huge crowd? Even though it's fake, there's something about it that you're like, I wish I was there. You know? Yeah. Um, and then like a song that just like it's stylistically like modern and things like that. Like I just, and, and it like could be listened to on its own outside of like and Bradley Cooper still autocorrected, but it's like, <laughs> he's still like, he's rocking, you know, like yeah, there's like yeah. a, there's an energy. It's, it complements the movie. It's great on its own. You know, I just, I think you're right. Maybe I do have a block being so into music and like, pulling apart songs and thinking about them a lot. I mean, my girlfriend's a songwriter. I sit, I've sit, I sit in studios in LA and listen to her record songs. And I'm sitting with a bunch of people hearing it back through monitors and saying, yeah, this isn't good. You know, like people like just picking apart like things that are yeah, coming out and yeah. then working together. And like, it's just like, there's, there's an expectation. There's a hunger for like, um, excellence that I feel like, is missing in this songwriting and i just i don't know like it's it's i think it's a i think it's me just being picky really yeah um and i'm i'm okay with saying that. so so but what i mean is i know that you don't think it's for everybody but to me that means it is for everybody the fact that you were able to to be interested in the like imagine it, someone who is not into singing or songwriting as you are you know, the, the same way that you're not into dance, right? Right. Um, then it probably is excellent and is a marvel in, in a certain regard, right? Um, and oh, of course, they don't know that they're just singing in a booth, or maybe they do, but they don't, you know, they don't really care. It's, you know, still on screen yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, there's something about that that I think is pretty transcendent um, in this movie and that that works really well. And I, I keep calling this and I, I think about this. I've since the first time I saw it, I've been thinking about this movie a lot in terms of what it does and the, what you were talking about, which is the, every element leaning on each other and then being excellent. Like that to me is magic. That to me is the magic of the movies of what Mm. a movie can be. And this is like a perfect, even though it's a musical, this is a perfect example of the excellence of what a movie can be, you know, bringing all of the elements of visual audio, you know, perceptive narrative, all of it together into one excellent soup and just being like outstanding. So bringing up magic, you know, I, I was thinking a little bit about Disney as well. There's something about this movie that has sort of that Disneyland energy. Um, I don't know if it's the time period or the, big, the colors, big, big band sound too. like some of the, some of the orchestra yeah. work reminds you of like walking through Disneyland. But yeah, I, I, 
I think magical is a good term to, to stamp on, on this movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I am more impressed than I thought I would be. I'm happy with that. Yeah. So do I want to watch more musicals? Absolutely not. Would Please. you watch this again? Give it six months. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I would, I think I'd love to watch it with my brother. Yeah, um, no, I think he cool. would be a great person. Not only because we can make fun of all of uh, <laughs> Ansel's outfits, because I'm like, Glenn, that's you, dude. That is you. But like, I would be really curious to hear like some of the musical melodies in this movie, although they're not the sterile kind of flat pop, you know, stuff that we're used to on the radio. I mean, you are like, I'm not trying to go on another music rant, but you think about some of the songs like. I don't know. I'm just going to sing like a Justin Bieber melody. There's a song that's like um, stay or whatever with like kid Leroy's like on the charts all year. Like the melody is like the same for the whole song. Basically it's like, like it's literally the same melody nonstop where a musical like this it is jumping all up and down the scale. The melodies are changing. It's not meant to be singable as well. Like in yeah, some yeah. where, where like in Disney melodies, like they have an element that is poppy to them. Like you think about the cartoons and the way that people lean into the musicals um, as kids. Right. I don't know why I'm thinking of Aladdin, but like the, I can show you the world song. Like the melody is like, pretty similar like it's echoing those same mm -hmm. notes again and again right uh this this musical i think has uh like from a composer's standpoint like some pretty complex melodies even with definitely you know the the, the part you're talking about with the two um marian and, and anita in the apartment like just counteracting but somewhat harmonically like similar yeah um and then they're in the song where they're uh, they're talking about what's going to happen tonight, right? Um, which we didn't really talk about that dance yeah, number, yeah. but it's it's good and it's a good mix uh, and editing of of the you know different elements. Every but, song is in the right key. Yes, and every and that song has almost every song that has already been, which is impressive, which is right? awesome, and that's that's a classic of those types of the the old musicals, like yeah. the, the golden age of 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 Broadway. That's like a stamp. That's like a staple of that. Era. So it'd be cool to see it with Glenn, who's obviously yeah. had educational training in composition. You've seen one of his performances yeah. live now, which is. So I, th I think he would really appreciate some of the musical aspects of this. So if I watch this movie again, it'll probably be with him. Yeah. Probably in a little while. But um, yeah, I think that wraps up our thoughts, Cameron. Yeah. Um, For those of you who got to the end of the episode, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but we didn't chill, Cameron. You did not That's chill fine. at all. That's great. So if you enjoyed the show, you can check us out at patreon.com slash ECFS Productions. Throw a couple dollars our way. Get an exclusive podcast each month, which Cameron and I have not figured out for December, patrons. Mm. So we will figure that out somehow. Um, and we appreciate your support. If you can't throw money, it's all good. Ratings help. Sharing the show. All that stuff is awesome. And we hope you enjoyed our review of West Side Story. Cameron, any closing thoughts? Anything we want to do? Wrap up at the end. Um, no, I yeah. This we talked so much about this movie, and uh, I I don't know. I 
I think it's excellent. I want to talk about licorice pizza. Hopefully we'll be able to see it later. I I think maybe in February we'll plan to do like an exclusive look back on the year. Mm. Um, maybe do like our top three or whatever, top five or something with Juzo and Tim. We should aim that towards like Oscar season. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and the reason is because a lot of the movies that come out late in the year, you don't get to see until like February. Yeah. So, yep. Know. It is what it is, but um, yeah, I mean, I I love this movie. I think it's great, um, and yeah, ten out of ten would recommend to everybody. Whoa, it's whoa, for everybody. whoa! I don't know if it's for everyone. Oh, <laughs> man, no more whistle tone. Get rid of that whistle tone. It's like Ariana Grande where she's like, <laughs> you, go, you know, like the little like tremolos. So, all right, well, uh, we'll see you guys next Monday. Thanks for listening. Cinema Spectator is an ECFS Productions podcast that is fully funded on Patreon.com. Shout out to our producers, Darren O'Neill, for supporting the show and to the rest of you that support us at Patreon.com slash ECFS Productions. If you want to learn more about the benefits you can get, check out our Patreon. The show cannot happen without you great listeners, so we thank you for all your kindness and support.